It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today we have special guest from the Locked On Nuggets podcast, Adam Maris. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm busy. I'm scrambling. I'm working, but uh, I'm doing well. That's good. Did you go to Vegas for the Summer League? Man, that's my favorite trip of the year. I think this was my (laughs) eighth or ninth Summer League. I don't know. I'd have to count it out, but... um... I always have fun, man. I always have fun. Yeah, I can't blame you. I just, I just know it's hot out there. Have you made it out to summer league? I have never been. Um, I'm kind of happy I didn't go because the Wizards didn't look too good in summer league. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it out been. there next year, man. It's a good time. Right, definitely. All right, so today we're going to talk about Monte Morris after the Wizards made the trade, trading Kentavious Caldwell Pope for Monte Morris and Will Barton. Adam's going to come on the show and break down Monte. So. Uh, my first question for you is, I know Monte has the nickname Mr. Nugget. I think That's you right. gave him the nickname. That's right. Um, Jokic calls him Big Monte. So where did that nickname come from? So here's the thing is Monte has like 90 nicknames. Big Game Tay, uh, Man Man, um, Tay Tay. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite ones is Count of Monte Assist Turnover. <laughs> like it's kind, of, it's kind of a ridiculous one. My theory is that guys that have a lot of nicknames are guys that are loved by a lot of people. Like if, if people don't like you, they just call you by your full name. But if they but if, if you've got like friends everywhere, everyone has their own little nickname for him. So here in Denver, we we award the title of Mr. Nugget to like sort of the fan favorite. You know, the guy that's like the ultimate glue guy, team guy, fan favorite, all those different things. And that's Monte. Like everybody on the team loves him. Uh, he attends all of the sporting events in Denver, reps all the Denver or did repped all the Denver teams. He he was Mr. Nugget, the ultimate, the ultimate like glue guy on a team. Definitely, yeah, we need that. Um, I know he's like I feel like he's a guy that the city would embrace. Um, and we need more chemistry guys. We need guys that can yeah. fit next to Bradley Bill and guys that can get along for sure. And last year we had a couple guys that um didn't really mesh well chemistry wise. Um, but about Monte as well, um, how do you see his fit next to a guy like a Bradley Bill? I know he played next to Jamal Murray, but how, how do you see him fit next to Bradley Bill? I mean, I think he fits with everybody. So, if, I mean, first of all, when you're talking about offensively, Monte has always been in top five assist to turnover ratio all the way back in college. He was one of the best all time assist to turnover ratio. And then as he made it up to the pros that translated, he's, um, he can knock down the catch and shoot three at an extremely high level. He's a very good catch and shoot three point shooter. He runs. He's got a great mid-range jump shooter. So when you run pick and roll, you know if he get, has to get into that mid-range and pull up, he can hit it. So, but then most importantly, he's a point guard. He knows where he belongs in the pecking order. He knows who the guys are. He knows this is going to be Bradley Beal's team. So I think he fits in perfectly with Bradley Beal. But I think he per- fits in perfectly with everybody in that capacity. He just knows to get guys the ball in their spots 
And then if you have to punish the defense for overplaying, he's capable of doing that as well. The question will be more defensively, how does he fit? Because he's a solid defender, no holes in his game, other than the fact that he's kind of small, six foot one, pretty thin framed. So Bradley Beal, I know not exactly a lockdown defender. So that backcourt defensively is probably going to get eaten up uh, by some of your top end backcourts in the NBA. Right, yeah, defensively, we definitely regressed, re- regressed from the year before. We were 25th in defensive efficiency. Um, the Wizards said they wanted to get taller guards and bigger guards. Bradley Bill said that himself. So I know Monte doesn't fit that, but he does fit the right. pass-first point sure. guard mode where we're Tommy Shepard, Wes Sunsell Jr., who I know you're super familiar with as well. They yeah. said they've been looking for that um, kind of point guard. So um, talk about his story. I know he went to the G League, his um, – rookie season how did how did you see his game progress from his rookie season till um right before he got traded well it's funny if you go back to those scouting reports of monte in the draft like he has no holes you look at the game and it was like yeah he's great assist to turnover ratio he's got a good jumper although it wasn't what it is now he's improved his three-point shot a lot since coming into the nba that was one of the emphasis um he's a really good finisher not like a kyrie irving crafty finisher but just that he knows what his shots are he's got a good floater he knows how Within the parameters of what his type of shot is, he's very good at making those ones even at the rim. So he had no holes. The question was, he's just so small. Could he could he adjust to the NBA? He went and spent a, a season in the G League. And at the time, Denver didn't even have their own G League team. So he was actually like playing on other teams' G League team. Had a great year down there. Immediately came up and was an NBA player and in the rotation, backup point guard for Denver. So he's one of those guys that, you know, went through college and did all of that. People still doubted him and he was fine. Just put his head down, worked and proved that he belonged. And he's going to be a 10 year NBA player, like at least 10 years. That's how, you know, that's how, how high he's risen. So um, his story has been a good one. And we were talking about all the nicknames and stuff. Here's the other thing about him. He knows everybody. Like you would ask him when, I don't know if he's already done the pressers and this or that, but you know, media day, whatever. And you start to ask him like, Hey, who on the team do you know? He's going to not just know him. But he's going to have a story with everybody. He's one of those guys that just everybody in the league seems to have a Monte story. So I think that's great. Again, when you're a point guard, you want everybody on the team to kind of do this. And he just naturally is that outgoing personality that everybody has some kind of experience with. I love that. I love that because I could I could definitely see him and Bradley be working out. Um, if they can get that chemistry on and off the court, which is what we needed last year. I think that could be a huge jump. But I do want to talk about Monte as a starter. I know he was mm. usually a backup for you guys. Yeah. Um, before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so Monte had to uh, be in a starter role because, you know, Jamal Murray was out, you know, Michael Porter was out. You guys had a, a couple of guys that were out last year for the majority of the season. Um, how do you feel him as being a starter? Is he – could he possibly – do you think – is his ceiling a starter on a championship team or is, is he best as a backup six-man um, yeah. on, on a contender or even the Eastern Conference first-round, second-round contending team? He, to me, he, there's no question he could be a starter on a championship team if he was in that, like, Mario Chalmers role. Right. Mm-hmm. Meaning like if you had like he's not going to be a guy, he's not going to be one of your big three. He's going to be your fifth best starter. I think he's probably somewhere around the 25th best point guard in the NBA. You know, there's a lot of good guards in the NBA, so he's not going to be your top end. Like he's going to be one of the pieces, but he's so solid and so steady that if you had a super team around, I mean, if you had like a Bradley Beal and a Kevin Durant, I'm just going to throw out another superstar. If you had mm-hmm. those two guys and you just need pieces that fit around it, he would totally be that guy. Floor spacer doesn't make any mistakes, so he's not taking possessions away from your good players, um, and then just kind of gets the game, understands how it works at a very high level. So the answer is yes, but he's not a guy you would predict would be that guy. Like, you have to have the mm-hmm. perfect team around him. I think he's more suited to being a backup point guard where he's a top-five backup point guard, all, like full stop in the NBA, top-five backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see him as a starter. So I know him and Jokic had good chemistry, and, you know, Porzingis – they're not they're not mm. similar players. I, I know Mike Malone has said it as well, but but yeah, I know it's just the the international aspect, and you know they both right. can shoot threes. They both yeah. you know are guys that can really stretch the floor. So in a sense, I can see where Weston So Jr. looked like he wanted to run a similar system last season in the second half of the year with Porzingis, where it kind of ran through the high post. How was uh, Monte Morris's chemistry on the floor, pick and roll, pick and pop? How was his chemistry with uh, Nikola Jokic last year? And do you see it could translate to Porzingis? Yeah, I mean, his chemistry with him was elite. Um, Most players, to be honest, that have any kind of skill level are elite fits next (laughs) to Jokic. That's part of what makes him so special is he just fits with everyone. But I will say that Monte, I think especially so. And that was one of the joys of this last season. Murray's out there. You wondered, like, okay, can it be more than just these guys? You know, Jokic can work with everybody. And I would say yes. Like, Monte Morris, a cool stat that – I had been tracking over the last couple seasons. He led or was close to leading the NBA in field goals made in the last 30 seconds of the first quarter and third quarter. Now, why is that interesting? Because your starters play the first 10 minutes and then the bench comes in. So really it's like, he's a great last possession clutch time scorer in the opportunities he got end of first quarter end of third quarter. The reason I think that's a cool stat is because of what you're just asking his chemistry with whoever he's on the court with, he kind of figures it out. And he's a good three-point shooter, finisher at the rim, mid-range shooter. So if you need a last, like, let's pull it out, 20 seconds left, one shot, he kind of can get you a B-plus shot every single time. Like he's that he's that type of player. How it'll translate with Porzingis, it's just going to be different because Porzingis is such a much more limited player than Jokic is. Um, but you know what? Monte, last year when the Nuggets beat Damian Lillard uh, and the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs – he was a huge part of being able to freeze the defense in the pick and roll where one of the things that actually happened is that series evolved. Monte Morris started getting Yusef Nurkic was so focused on Jokic that he kind of figured out this little hesitation move, look back at Jokic, 
Nurkic would bite on it and he'd get to the rim and, and finish. And it sounds like a silly thing, but it actually flipped the series. Once he figured out, I've got to do this. I've got to put pressure on him so he can't just cheat and guard Jokic only. I got to start getting to the rim. He did it at a high level and the series ended uh, with the Nuggets coming out on top. So I think he can have a similar thing where he's got that great freeze dribble. Look back at Porzingis, who's popping. He's a big threat, seven foot three. Draw that defense out, and now he's getting to the cup and finishing. So I think that aspect will translate really well. Right. How much stock would you take in Monte Morris's relationship with Wes Unso Jr. going into next year? Do you see that can make help Monte make somewhat of a leap as a starter? Man, a leap as a starter, I don't know. I do think the relationship's important. Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, Wes Unseld loves him. He, that's going to be a guy that comes in and, um, you know, he knows what he gets with Monte. He knows he's going to get a steady point guard. And I think for a, a coach, especially a young coach, having a steady point guard that you know is not going to make mistakes is the biggest sort of relief. You know, you, that's one position that's one of the most important positions where you're like, I'm not afraid that this guy's going to call the wrong plays or not call a play and call his own number. I'm not worried about that. Monte's going to do the right thing. He's going to run the show. So I imagine that's a big relief for him. As far as taking his game to another level, all I would say is another coach that didn't have an experience with him might underestimate what he's capable of. Might say mm -hmm. he's a career backup. He's six foot one. We got to keep him limited. I think Wes knows like, no, this guy actually can do starter type things. He's just not in a starter type body. But he's not, he's not going to limit the scope of what he asks him to do. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right. Um, and how much how much shot creation does Monte have? And what's an underrated skill offensively that he's bringing to the table? Um, The, the end of shot clock stuff would be the, the thing that I would say is most. Like, he's just a good shot maker. Um, and that includes at the mid-range or whatever. So he's a really good pick-and-roll sort of scorer as well as a good pick-and-roll passer. I don't know if I would say there's an underrated one. It would probably just be finishing at the rim. He worked really hard on that over the course of his career because I think being 6'1 and slight, like you're not going to get a lot of layups. You're going to get a lot of contested layups, floaters, you know, running hooks, and he's just really good at those. He got, he has really good touch off the backboard, and he's worked really hard in getting lots of different types of finishes. So I guess that would be the one thing people would look at his size and say he's probably not great at the rim. He's really good at the rim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw Yeah, he's, he's really good at finishing in a transition. I do remember the Warriors game where he had a clutch three in That's the regular right. season to uh, win the game. And there are times where Bradley Bill, he has uh, struggled in the clutch. So I think we could definitely use a guy like Monte, a steady Eddie guy, to come in the clutch. Uh, lastly, what were your thoughts, overall th overall thoughts on the trade, um, getting getting um, KCP? Um, if you had to say, you know, if there was a win-win, how did you feel about the trade? I mean, I do think it was a win-win. You know, this was two teams that needed different things, and, and it worked. You know, to me, I look at the trade more as KCP for Monte. Uh, Will Barton, a little bit of a throw in there. I know we'll talk about him here in a minute, but um, to me, I, Denver probably gave up the more value just in a vacuum. They gave up players that were better than the players that they got back, but Denver got back what they needed. They needed defense, and neither of these two guys are really like guys that you could count on to defend your top guards in a playoff series, and that's what Denver needed. So they overpaid maybe like a 55-45 sort of type trade, 
But to me, it was a win-win for both. Will, of course, going back to D.C., or he's from Baltimore, but going back to the East Coast, he is, I think people will be a little bit surprised by how good he can be. And then Monte's just so solid. I don't know if it brings Washington closer to a championship. They have a long way to go. They're, they're in the early stages of trying to find that. Denver is on the doorstep of that, and I think Denver gets a little bit closer. But Monte and Will are, are two players that I think uh, Washington – I think Washington's going to like both guys. Mm, definitely, yeah. I think yeah, I think they're both solid veterans, pros that are going to come in and, and be leaders for the, for the roster. And uh, we use Monte as a clutch guy. I think he fits everything you say. He doesn't need the ball in his hands, a low usage rate, can knock down the three, can hit the mid-range shot, um, get the ball to Porzingis, get the ball to Bill. And I think, I think he's going to be a solid fit, so – um, but I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, is there anything that you wanted to plug for Locked On Nuggets coming up? Not really. We're just Locked On Nuggets. Everybody <laughs> knows to find me over there. Always talking Nuggets over there. Right. Just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.